Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh-uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, no, 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 no. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Good morning and welcome into the Cap and J Hood Show on ESPN 1000 with my guy Jonathan Hood. I'm David Kaplan. Shay's in the EP chair. Jay Moore is back from LA and he's at the controls. And we got the phone lines open at 312-332-3776. Hoodie, I did a lot of thinking driving in today. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. I already got the the discussion with my wife last night. You'll hear about that, about my behavior on the plane the other day. She sent it to you. My wife and hoodie are texting last night. But as I drove in, and we're, you know, you don't like Justin, you're an idiot. You don't want Caleb, you're an idiot. That's the way our whole society is right now. This is, tell me I'm wrong. This is the most exciting off-season in my lifetime in Chicago sports. And hear me out why. Okay. We have, again, I'm not telling you he will be this guy, but we are drafting what most every analyst, coach, are saying. And you'll hear from a former college head coach who's done a bunch of NFL scouting, who's, what he said about Caleb Williams. If we're drafting him, we're drafting the one of the most exciting prospects to ever come through. The mm-hmm. roster is already markedly better. Oh, and you also have the ninth pick. Oh, you also have a ton of cap space, mm-hmm. and you're trending in the right direction. You also are going to find out in the next few months where the new stadium is going to be built. This offseason is going to be the most impactful the most legacy building we've ever witnessed. And hear me out why. In 05, going into the White Sox season, no right. one thought they were winning the World Series. No. Nobody. That's one. Two, when the Cubs won in 16, yeah, they were good, but they didn't make any insane acquisition. John Lester was already there. They got, I think, Zobris, but they didn't. They got um, Dexter Fowler to decide to come back for one more year. But it wasn't like they went out and signed LeBron James, and now here we go. Okay, so you were excited, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, all the moves they made. Mm -hmm. The Bulls, Michael wasn't the number one pick when the Bulls got him. There were people that did not want to take another guard. They just liked a, him. Uh, just a guard overall. It's like, you're taking a two-guard? Right. Nobody was about ever this. had built around a two-guard. You're exactly right. right. Yeah. And as the run went on, yeah, they got uh, Rodman to replace Horace Grant. Like, there were some cool things. But the team was already really good in the 90s, and we knew had a great chance every year to win. The Blackhawks, yeah, it's, it's still the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved it. I went, it was great, had a great run. 
but you, the whole city wasn't caught up in the offseason going, oh, wow, who did we get in the draft? No. That's just not exactly not how it was. This season, this winter, into the spring, into Indy for the Combine, free agency, are we trading the pick? Are we taking Caleb? Are we getting Brock Bowers out of Georgia? Are we getting Roma Dunze or Malik Neighbors or Marvin Harrison? In the end, this will define the future of the Bears for the next handful of years. And if you do, and I think, and I think you agree, they're taking Caleb Williams. If, if he is who everyone says they think he's going to be, we're setting ourselves up for one of the greatest joy rides other than the 90s Bulls we've ever witnessed. Khalid. Yeah, so I'm excited about the Bears only because this time last year we were excited about the Bears. Yep. It's, it's something about the number one pick, Cap. When you have the number one pick, Yes, you are mad because the team underachieved that, oh, my God, we're so bad we get the number one pick. However, that means hope springs eternal. That means that you're going to be able to get the best of the best uh, from the college football class and to be able to build your team that way. Now, listen, I don't necessarily believe in tanking, but I know that's a way to be able to win championships. We've seen it around here, right? We saw this with the Cubs. We've seen this with the Blackhawks. So we know what that looks like. What I'm saying is, is that I'm excited. And instead of being able to fight every day about who should stay and who should go at the quarterback position, how about take a look at the team as a whole and say, okay, you went from three to seven wins, and now you're looking to be able to figure out what's next for the Chicago Bears team. To have back-to-back number one picks, yeah, there's an ineptitude with that. But also on the other side, you hope that you could be able to be whole as a franchise and have what we talk about every morning, sustained success, because that's what I'm looking for. We've seen championships in, in this town, but we have not seen sustained success with the Chicago Bears in quite a long time. So the excitement level is there, but it gets contentious, as you well know, about Caleb Williams versus Justin Fields. And my whole thing is, is that they're trying to turn this thing all the way around with other draft picks and whatever else they do in free agency. That matters, too. It, it does. It's just as you lay out the case, and I was talking to you, Shay and Jay Moore, this morning, and you start to look at what is in front of them. It's pretty freaking exciting. And when you hear what David Shaw says about Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. even the biggest Justin Fields, Stan, has to get excited. They have to go. Wow, if that guy's right, we're setting ourselves up for a whole lot of fun here. David Shaw is the former coach at Stanford for a long, long time and had opportunities to go to the NFL and kept staying at Stanford, and eventually his run ended at Stanford. But David Shaw was on the Moving the Sticks podcast with Daniel Jeremiah, who was on with Waddle and Sylvie the other day. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to play this for you right now. This is David Shaw I'm Caleb Williams. There's only one 10 out of 10 that I've seen, and that's Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, when Trevor Lawrence came out, I thought he was the best since Andrew. Um, Caleb Williams is the best since Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's not a 10, he's a 9999999. How about that? Not a, if he's not a 10, he's a 9.99999. Yes, that sounds like a can't miss, Cap. Right. However, but again, here's here's what's interesting. Yes, I'm excited like you are about what could what could be on the other side. Mm-hmm. 
a, a, a team that could be able to be in the playoffs every year because of the way it's built. It's built from the ground up, and hopefully that up means that we'll see a Super Bowl championship again under this regime. But here's the thing. I would agree with the assessment of that coach because he's seen Caleb Williams. I And I've seen Caleb Williams. You've seen Caleb Williams. The thing is, is that when you say, and you've said this many times, around here people don't know what a good quarterback looks like. Right. Well, I mean, and, and so there's fear from some Bears fans that say, yeah, I saw Caleb Williams against Notre Dame, so I don't like what I, like, I see, or I don't know who Caleb Williams is, but I know who Justin Fields is. What I would say is, is that, hey, you should be optimistic that you're going to have the number one pick and someone that can make a difference. And I, I understand the fear, Cap. Look, I understand the fear from Bears fans that look at this and say, man, I know that Justin Fields is, that's my guy, and I feel like he can be the one to turn it around with an offensive line and with other weapons. But if Caleb Williams can be able to replicate in the NFL what he did in college, my God, man, the sky's the limit, you would think. The sky is the limit. And yeah. I was reading an article The Athletic put out. They do such a great job at The Athletic. Yeah. The article is, what an effing mess the Jets are. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and it shows Robert Salah, Nathaniel Hackett, and Aaron Rodgers. And yeah. it says Aaron Rodgers, Robert Salah, and how the Jets season fell apart. Something has to change. It's an effing mess. Mm-hmm. Okay. A year ago at this time, when they finally got the trade done, everyone's like, boy, how cool is it to be a Jets fan now? They're all in to try and win, and they got Aaron, and they're doing this, and they're doing that. I will argue with you, there are not many. There are some, obviously. They're playing in the Super Bowl. Many better situations than what the Chicago Bears have going right now. They signed or agreed to a deal with Thomas Brown last night, who was the Panthers' OC. In a poll of uh, players around the league, he was one of the top three offensive coordinators. Top three! Mm -hmm. He interviewed for the head coaching job in multiple cities, didn't get the head job, and the Bears are, from what I was told, paying whatever it takes. Financially, here's the checkbook. Get it done. Mm -hmm. And they did. And they got him to be their what's called their passing game coordinator. So they are, just step back for a minute and look, they are building an infrastructure to help train, in my opinion, Caleb Williams with Shane Waldron and Thomas Brown and the new wide receivers coach they just brought in. They are building this infrastructure of guys who have success on the offensive side of the football and in Thomas Brown and in Shane Waldron are considered to be really good teachers of the quarterback position. Ah, right there. There is the key word right there in that sentence, Cap. Did you hear, did you hear yourself speak? Teachers. Teachers. Aha. Right. That The teachers of the quarterback position. What you're building is a master class of experience that can help a young quarterback. Now, again, for those that love Justin Fields, and listen, I understand that point of view, you're probably saying, well, why can't you get that infrastructure for Justin Fields? Why can't you give him another voice? Well, I mean, listen, this is Ryan Pohl's decision. This is his show. You know, for those those conspiracy theorists from the 80s and 90s that think that George McCaskey has the marionette strings that's making all this go, no. He's just getting his steps in. 
no, you all right, pal? You all right, George? No, I mean, he's got the marionette strings. He doesn't have that. No, this is Ryan Poles' job. This is his, uh, his, his baby, right? And yeah. so I like the idea that the Bears are finding offensive not necessarily offensive gurus, because I think that that's overstepping. But those with experience, teachers that can be able to foster this new quarterback that's coming in and Caleb Williams, if that's what happens. It, it's super cool because I was more than a little concerned. I think I, I wasn't alone in this, that when you announced Eberflus is coming back, that you were going to have a tough time putting a good staff together. Who wants to go there with a lame duck coach? Right. Until Albert Breer, our guy, said this. Yeah, um, well, let me put it this way to you. Like, I, I think some of the guys who went through there and did, you know, interviews, um, did the coordinator interviews there, one of the things that excited them about the job was the chance to take Caleb Williams. And, um, you know, I... Like, in those interviews, I, I will say that, you know, Matt Eberflus, from my understanding, like, he did defend um, Justin Fields and his performance and stuck up for him. So they're ex- they were excited about the chance to take Caleb Williams. Now they're spending money to beat out other teams. There are a bunch of teams still looking for an OC. Luke Getzey's interviewing for the second time with the Patriots today. Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, it's today New Orleans. I think today's New Orleans. Second interview in New Orleans. Dang. He's interviewed with the Raiders. He's interviewed with the Patriots. And reportedly, he's a hot candidate. Like, people really like the dude in the league. People in Chicago, not so much. Shane Waldron was the best available OC on the market. And the Bears pouched and got him. Cost, whatever it takes. Now they go get Thomas Brown. Now they go get this guy. Now they go get that guy. And all of a sudden, you're like... Hmm. New quarterback, another weapon, and let's go. Yes. So I'm going to equate what the Bears are doing to what the Lions were before they were in the playoffs under Dan Campbell, and that is methodically building it. And, again, you, every organization thinks they do it the right way. I can't even use that phrase, Cap. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, yeah, we're going to build this the right way. We're going to start from scratch. Well, you know, there's some pitfalls along the way. There could be injuries or bad drafts or a missing free agency. So I can't say build the right way. However, I'm going to equate the Bears to what we see with the Lions in that the Lions, for all the ineptitude, all those years and not being able to find a way into the playoffs, um, you know, bad draft picks and bad choices, well, I mean, here's a clean slate for Ryan Poles to say, okay, I'm going to put, I'm going to put this organization in my image, and we're going to be able to work with the quarterback that I did not draft, but we're going to try to work our way through and see what Fields can do. We're going to be able to spend money on, on the defense. We are going to be able to look at free agency and, again, spend wisely. We, went, we talked about the, how much draft, how much um, money that the Bears had to spend. You know, last year we are talking about Wow, how much money did the Bears have? They didn't go all in and spend it all on just one guy. So methodically, just kind of like the Lions, the same way, built through the draft slowly, built through free agency to where it is. And so this is why I look at the Lions as a litmus test. I mean, as much as the Packers beat our ass, I like how the Lions were able to build to where they are right now. I think that Ryan Poles is going to try to do the same thing. The only difference is, is that, the veteran quarterback, Jared Goff, is not going to be with the Bears. They're going to try to build, I think, through this young rookie that's uh, to come and Caleb Williams. Yeah, it's it's going to be a super cool next three months. All of February, that starts tomorrow. All of March and all of April. 
end of April, we're going to have a lot of news, whether that is the new stadium, a new quarterback, a a new, exactly, Khalib, a new support system for Justin with Mm -hmm. multiple weapons. It's all exciting, man, and I cannot believe we're as divided as a fan base as we are. Like, I don't think people have really stopped. You know, they go, oh, the Bears, they stink. There it is. Dude, this, on the home of the Bears, I say this loud and proud. This is the most exciting it's ever been to be a Bears fan other than in the 80s when we were winning big. The Chicago Bears are trash. Hey, Steven, stick it up your keister, man, because right. you're way out of bounds there. Okay, well, don't, don't get on Steven, eh? He thinks that the Chicago Bears are trash. And by the way, it's up to the Bears to be able to change that narrative, right? I mean, it, I mean, while you're in last place and while you're trying to dig out of this thing, yes, you can still be considered trash. Now you want to clean that trash off of you and be a perennial playoff team. Now, this is, this ex- this is a exciting uh, of an offseason for the Bears, since last season, because last season they had the number one pick. I thought that this offseason for the Cubs would be exciting, that they would have some fireworks in the air. So anytime that you feel like you can build on what you already have and incrementally build, hopefully to be a playoff team, it's always exciting. But, you know, there's been offseasons, Cap, where we've covered it, Sox, Cubs, uh, the Bulls, the Bears, where it's just kind of a lousy offseason. You know, you've underachieved. You didn't get to the playoffs. You just throw a little money into a hole and then kind of run it back with the, the assets that you have. No, it's different with the Bears uh, th- this time around because of how many different ways that they can be able to build this thing. It's not just we're looking for one key free agent and we give them all the money and we go all in and then we're going to try to uh, run this thing back. No, there's all these different places on the depth chart that the Bears have to be able to fill all these different places in the in the draft where you got to hit, I would say at least sixty percent of your draft this time around again, top end of the draft to be able to fill those holes and the depth. So I, I think it's exciting in that regard that it's not just one big fish we're looking for in free agency. Right, and when you look at the amount of money you're going to be able to cut off your books when you move on from Cody Whitehair and probably Eddie Jackson, mm-hmm. whoa. They're going to be north of $70 million. 70. Mm-hmm. And the number one and number nine picks. It does not get more enticing than that when you look at the talent that's on the roster. But you talked about how divisive the city is. It's not about the Bears as much as it is the quarterback position, as you well know. You're, we're, we're riding this thing every day. All The whole station's riding this every day because the only questions that Bears fans have, there's no argument about number nine, the number nine pick in the, in the draft. People Who's aren't even up? talking about no. it. No, well, who, no one's arguing about it. The, the, old, the reason why we're divided right down State Street about the Chicago Bears is the quarterback position. And we all know that's the most important position on the field. Who's going to be able to have the ball in his hands, the lion's share of the time, and make a difference offensively? I, hey, listen, that, I mean, no one's arguing about 
who they should have on defense or what they should do with uh, Eddie Jackson. No one's arguing about that, and they, and they should because those things matter too. But as far as the Bears, the only reason why we're divided is because we don't know who the quarterback is or people don't know who Caleb Williams is. That's all that is. That's what it comes down to. But you got to trust Ryan Poles in this regard. He's picking a lane. You may not like the lane he's driving, but he's picking a lane. The lane that he chose when he got the job was, hey, George, your team has, is expensive, old, and ineffective. How about young assets and young players to be able to reimagine this franchise? And, and George went with it. That's a hard sell, Cap. I'm just telling you, like, George says he doesn't know football. He knows losing football because his family's seen it a lot. He knows what bad football looks like. Correct. But that's a hard sell on the other side of that desk to say, hey, um, all these you know, big-ticket uh, big guys you have in your team, how about we shed payroll? Now, I'm sure that resonated with George. Oh, shed payroll? Sure. Yeah, we're going to rebuild this thing uh, the right way. In, my, in, in, in your image, and my image, we're going to find the right head coach. He thought that is Eberflus, and we're going to find a quarterback for the future. And this is what he's done. This is the selling. And, and George and the rest of the McCaskey say, yeah, if this means that we're going to be in the Super Bowl or be a perennial playoff team for the future, let's go in that direction. But that's a hard sell, Cap, to just say, yep, tear it down. Let's start over. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Let's go to the phones. It, I don't know if you agree with us. I feel like this is the most exciting time because a lot of the success our city has had over the last thirty years has been as Sylvie Nick, aptly nicknamed it, pop ups. We didn't see the oh five White Sox coming. We did not see the twenty fifteen Cubs coming. The 16 team really didn't do that much in the offseason. They got Derek Dexter Fowler back, and they made the deal to get um, Ben Zobrist and Tinkered. But their, their yeah. other heavy lifting getting John Lester was the year before. So that is my question to you. Is this the most exciting time we've seen as a Chicago sports fan in a long time? Picks one, nine, a ton of cap space, and an improving team? Let's go. Let's go to Derek in Brooklyn on Cap and J Hood. D, what's up, kid? Yo, good morning, Cap Hoodie. How y'all doing, man? We're good, man. How We're are great. you? Great. Thanks for checking in. I'm great, man. Yeah, always, always. Listen, Cap, just curious. Um, when I heard you mention the fact about the new passing coordinator being hired, I kind of um, had to do the rock eyebrow go up. Um, do you think, I know you might not know, but do you think that the Bears when they were interviewing Cliff Kingsbury about the OC job, maybe mentioned to so we're listen, if we don't hire you for the OC, would you be interested in the passing coordinator job just for the fact that he's on staff at USC? And to answer your other question, very excited about what's going on right now. Listen, man, the Bears ain't got nowhere to go but up. You heard Correct. me? Up, baby. And that's what we're going to do, and we're going to get these free. We're going to get Hunter. He's going to be the next defensive end alongside Montez Sweat. The defense is going to be solidified even that much more, and we're going to get some great draft picks, man. Listen, Jay Hood, Cap, love you guys. Always listening. Go Bears, bear down, baby. Take it easy. Have a great day. You too. There's our guy Derek in Brooklyn. So all I know is on the Kingsbury thing, he's had multiple interviews, Hoodie, and no mm-hmm. one has hired the guy. Nobody. So I well, remember, you know remember Wani Juan, told me, I had dinner with Wani the other night, and he said, you want to bring him in as your quarterback's coach? That's fine. He's good with that. Do not bring him in as an OC. And I would assume that would mean passing game coordinator type stuff because of the gimmicky type offense that he ran at Texas Tech and at Arizona. 
I, I think that the other factor, Cap, of when it comes to Kingsbury is I just think um, a little bit too hot, too steamy for your room. That's what I believe. Right. A little bit too attractive, a little bit too hot, a little bit too steamy. Right. Too many women you, driving up to Lake Forest. Yes. Uh, Coach Kingsbury, run. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. I don't think that you want that. You don't want them knocking on the gates. Yeah. You, you don't want, you know, it's Cliff here. Well, what about the players? No, I just want to see the hot, steamy offensive coordinator. Right. There's oh. the new quarterback. Nah, not interested. I just want Coach no. Kingsbury. <laughs> just be careful of that, Cap, because if, he, if he's in the room, you know, watch out for your wives and girlfriends. Here comes Cliff Kingsbury. Correct. Just saying. Uh, 312-332-3776. So how excited are you? You, you should be over the moon where the Bears are headed. I, I just think it's a super cool time, man. I do. Every day we hear about them getting another assistant coach, one that was coveted. Shane Waldron, they stepped up and paid. Somebody told me yesterday, dude, that guy's getting paid a lot of money. The Bears have not skimped at all on what they're paying their coaches. David Shaw, the former Stanford coach who evaluates players now, Here's what he said on Caleb Williams. There's only one 10 out of 10 that I've seen, and that's Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, when Trevor Lawrence came out, I thought he was the best since Andrew. Um, Caleb Williams is the best since Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's not a 10, he's a 9-9-9-9-9-9-9. Damn. And he's going to be ours if we want him. And people yes. aren't excited? Come on well, now. Only because, Cap, you, uh, again, it is very difficult to change culture. Not just talking about in the building with the Bears, but as far as the fan base is concerned. You know how many times that the Bears fan has been scorned? Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when you look at an offseason and you're excited about what's supposed to be in the draft, when you're supposed to go left, the Bears go right. When you see a free agent, the Bears, you know, will, will shy away from it and get less than. Now, this is what it was in the past. But what I'm saying is, is that listeners to our show on a regular basis have been Bears fans for 10 years, mm-hmm. 20 years, 40 years, 50 years. And so they've lived and died with this franchise, different regimes, different coaches, and different off-seasons. So I understand the cynical nature of, of us as Bears fans because we've seen this before. But, but we haven't seen this before in that you have back-to-back number one picks. Now, again, it's, it's all about hope. All of this fandom that we all have is wrapped around hope. The hope is is that you get the number one pick, and if that number one pick is Caleb Williams, and you move on from Justin Fields, that this number one pick can pay dividends for you right away. All the draft picks and everything they want to do in free agency is all wrapped around hope. And what I'm saying is is that my my hope is that this is different than what we have seen in the past. And if it's not, they're all going to get fired. But I have no other choice but to hope that the Bears can be able to get this right. You know why? Because I'm not going to I'm not going to burn my Walter Payton jersey I got from Dino's. I'm not going to burn my Vince Evans jersey or my, my other Bears paraphernalia just because the Bears fall short. This is who I am. I'm a Chicago sports fan and I'm a Chicago Bears fan. I'm not going to turn a blind eye to the organization if they don't get this right. And also, I'm a Bears fan before I'm a Justin Fields or Caleb Williams fan. The idea that we've been hearing calls over the last few months about how um, you, know, you love Justin Fields and you don't care what the Bears do, well, Justin's part of the Bears, and, and guess what? If Justin stays if he, or if he goes. Then we cheer for to, him. Yes, yeah. But then when he moves on to someplace else, we root for the next guy. Correct. That's, that's, that's the point. Right? That is correct. My buddy Shane uh, from the Tape Never Lies Network, he and uh, Phil put a show together. He just texted. He's listening. 
Yeah. There's a picture on Instagram. You and your two best friends can rent this 55th floor, three-bedroom, three-bath apartment in downtown Chicago with over 70,000 square feet of amenities. Right now, available for only $2,186 per month each. Guess who liked that? Who? Caleb Williams. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Caleb Williams, right there. Likes. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I am going to have millions. I get us one of those. (laughs) Right? See? Uh, uh, another, Another clue, Cap. Another clue. He's looking forward to being in Chicago. Correct. Kenosha Randy says, hey, at the cap, man, Packer fans had to listen to an entire summer of we're coming for you when you guys got Jared Allen. Then there were the last couple summers to see that light coming closer in the tunnel. Seems like you can't screw this one up, but that's right. Right. (laughs) You know know why? Because that's all we have is hope. Right. Yes, Yes, I do remember yeah, Jared Allen. Yeah, well, yes, because you thought that was solidified the defense at the time. Of course, look at that name. Look at what he uh, the skins that he put on the wall. Yeah, we felt good about that. Right. But 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 you know what? He Randy's right. Because there's no smack talk at all until the Bears can actually get this thing turned. I well, see, this is why this show is is level-headed when we talk about the Lions and the and the Packers because you have to compare the Bears and what they're trying to do to the teams that are ahead of you. The Vikings are in that situation as well. Right. Who knows what they're going to be here in the offseason? I guess my point is is that it's, we don't diss the Packers or the Lions in this show. And, and the reason why is because, well, they've gotten it right. And what have the Bears done? Well, they're still spinning their wheels until they can find a way to get out of this thing. So here's what I think is going to happen. My prediction as of mm-hmm. today, reserve the right as more data Uh-oh. becomes available. Save this, Jay Moore. Fields is going to be an Atlanta Falcon. And potentially, potentially the Steelers could be in there. They just hired Arthur Smith, who did a good reclamation project as the assistant in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill, a similar style quarterback, not as talented as Justin. The Chicago Bears are going to take Caleb Williams. They're going to get one of the receivers or Brock Bowers, the tight end out of Georgia. They're going to spend a bunch of money in free agency. May get Danielle Hunter. They really like him if he hits the market. We're going to the playoffs next year. What's happening? Wow. Well, wow. we're 4 and 13. Don't play that, Jay Moore. <laughs> Band audio. Take that. that. Take that. That never happened. Take that. Exactly. All right, we'll get to your calls. Uh, is this the most exciting time we've had as a sports fan? Because everything else has basically been, with the exception of the Bulls, pop ups. Oh, there's a championship. See you later. The 18 Bears. Oh, 12 and 4. Double doink. See you later. Can't get back. So that's where I'm at. I think Hoodie is getting on board with me. Plus, the Lions are keeping their offensive coordinator. What does that mean for us? 312-332-3776. If you're on hold, as Hoodie says, you'll be on the air. Next. Here's today's headlines. Headlines with Captain J. Hood. 
7 a.m. hour brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Bulls lost again last night despite a 16-point first-half lead. 118-107 against Toronto at the United Center. Dalen Terry exited the game in the third quarter with an ankle injury. He had to be helped off the court. Michigan State head coach Tom Izzo became the 38th coach in history to win 700 games last night, notching the victory over arch-rival Michigan on his birthday. Baltimore Orioles under John Angelos has reportedly agreed to sell the team to a private equity group for $1.725 billion. To put that in perspective, the Cubs have been valued at $4.5 billion. The Detroit Lions will retain offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, who turned down interviews with the Seahawks and Commanders yesterday to stay in Detroit for a chance to win the Lombardi in the Motor City next year. Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick got a big raise. He pulled his name out of any discussions. He'll stay in Houston for another season. Jay Moore. Cap and Jay Hood are back. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. Classic. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Rolling on a Cap Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Shot or no shot. Come your way at 8. It's a waddle Wednesday today. 8.35 we get... Our lives enriched because we get the great Tom <laughs> Waddle with us on the show. Greenies at 10, Carm and York 12 until 3, Waddle and Sylvian for an extended fun crosstalk at 2.30. They're on till 6.30, Black and Abdallah 6.30 until 8 here on the home of the Bears and the White Sox, ESPN 1000. All right, Hoodrow, let's go to the phones because... We've been discussing since we started the show, is this the most exciting time we've had as a sports fan in your lifetime? And I'm talking about off-season going into another season. Because most Mm -hmm. everything we've won, the exception of the great run of the Chicago Bears and the Hawks were in their sweet spot. Everything's been pop-ups. Oh, where'd that come from? Won a division? Back to the bottom. Oh, made it to the playoffs. Back to the bottom. This time, it looks like if they get this offseason right, quarterback, whatever they take at nine, free agency dollars, trades with picks, whatever it is, if they get it right, this could be real sustainable for a while. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, Cap, that when we take a look at those pop-up championships, we always thought, okay, you won a championship. That means they were going to be in the playoffs for the next five, six years, right? No, it doesn't work that way in Chicago. And this is what I've been shooting for. This is what I've been looking for for a long time. The ability for the Bears to be able to say, okay, we tanked. We were able to get the players that we wanted through the draft and free agency, and here we are. We have arrived. We are a contender every year in the NFC. Now, I know that's hard for a lot of teams, but for other teams, Cap, that seems pretty easy. Like, okay, we just build on what we are. We're not going to have any slippage. We'll just continue to move forward. I want that for the Chicago Bears badly because we haven't seen that around here in a long time. Let's go to the phones. Kevin's in Hinsdale. Kevin's first on Cap and Jay Hood. Kevin, good morning. Morning. Hey, first of all, I just want to say love you guys and uh, thank you for everything that you do. I've uh, solely switched over to you guys in the mornings. I got an hour drive and I appreciate it. We appreciate uh, you. Cap, thank you. Absolutely. I can't, I couldn't agree with you 100% more. You know, I'm the type of guy I want to win every day when I wake up. I hit the snooze button, you lose. And, you know, we've just, the city's been divisive up till now. You know, Fields, 
Caleb Williams, you know, either way, I mean, I think we should take Caleb Williams for sure. But um, either way we win, we've got a great hand. And, you know, I, you guys mentioned the 16 Cubs, but the 15 Cubs, I, I related more to that because we had a lot of, like, young players coming up. We had Chris Bryant, but even the whole Chris Bryant thing was tainted because he had eight bombs in spring training, and then there was, a, you know, the, the 14 days that they had to wait to bring him up and, and, and all that stuff. And, and then, uh, you know, they got Joe Madden, and uh, that was a big deal as well. But right now, the Bears are in a position to be more like Buffalo, where it's just sustainability. We no longer have a mom-and-pop shop like McCaskey's running it. We've got Kevin Warren and Brian Poles, and I think they've done a great job. And I trust in what they're gonna, the decision they're going to make, and hopefully when they make that decision, the city's not, not, not polarized and not divisive, and, and we can all get behind whichever quarterback they decide. So thank you, guys. Appreciate you, man. And, Thanks. Uh, well said. Ke- uh, Hoodie, I think Kevin's point is a really good one. We got to mm-hmm. all get behind, and you said this at the start. Whoever the quarterback is, if they announce that it's Shea Norling, okay, man, I'm a Bears fan. I hope you know what you're doing. He's not as swift a foot as he might need to be. I don't know how well he'll handle getting hit and have to get up off the cur- the carpet. But <laughs> whoever the quarterback is, if it's Justin, all in. Like I saw a bunch of people on social media over the weekend. I was reading on my phone. How are all these Chicago media types going to deal with Justin when he's back up at Lake Forest the same way we do every other day? He's our quarterback. We will be fair. We will be honest, right or wrong. And if it's not him, I would hope the other side will also embrace Caleb Williams. It's just funny how people look at um, trying to make improvements with the Bears as anti-Bears mm-hmm. or anti-Justin Fields. It, it is amazing to me. But, I mean, uh, uh, that aside, Cap, you know what is what we have to go through every year as sports fans. You know what we go through every year? That's the unknown. It's the unknown. That when you go through the draft every year, you know what that is? It's the unknown. When you go through free agency, it's the unknown because you don't know how those players work uh, with your team, how those players can be able to help your team win. Just like this upcoming draft. I mean, we've seen Caleb Williams play. We don't know how that works on the NFL level, how he works with the Chicago Bears, but the unknown is scary, but also it's fun. You're walking through darkness as a fan. You say, I just hope my team wins. My whole point is, is that when you go through this cycle every year of the draft and free agency, it's always players that you're not familiar with, but you're just hoping that those players, a good percentage of them, can help your team win and to have that sustained success. So when we talk about Caleb Williams, I don't know why it's so divisive. A lot of it comes from ignorance. I think that's very clear of not being able to see the young man play. But on top of that, it's just like, well, I know who Justin Fields is. I'm not happy with him. But I'd rather be unhappy and say there's no growth there in the quarterback position than to have something new. So don't be afraid of the unknown because you go through it every year. We all go through it every year as sports fans. The unknown. What's next? Well, that's part of fandom, isn't it? That. The uh, the unknown is part of fandom. It's just we've never had this type of opportunity. Like in every other town, they're like, man, I wish we could get Caleb Williams. In our <laughs> town, we got, you know, I think they're a minority, but vocal. Sure. Well, why would you want this guy? He paints his nails. He was not good in this game. Stop, man. If every analyst is telling you that guy's the real deal. I played it twice already. David Shaw who knows a thing or two about quarterbacks because he developed Andrew Luck. He said Andrew is 10 out of 10. 
If Caleb's not, he's 9.9999999. Dang. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn good. Yeah, there's no question about that. He has him ahead I'll... of Joe Burrow, ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Dang. I mean, come yeah. on now. What are we doing yeah. here? However, Cap, however, if, if there is something else that happens where it's like, okay, Caleb Williams is not going to be the guy, where there, you find something else through your due diligence if you're Ryan Poles and the rest of the Chicago Bears just go, nope, we saw something here. We're going to go in a different direction or keep Justin. Either way, my blanket statement the whole time, and people can hear it, people don't have to hear it. It doesn't matter. My statement as a Bears fan is this. No matter who the quarterback is, you must supply that quarterback with talent around him. The offensive line, the other, the other wide receiver, you know, more weapons offensively. In this offensive league, whoever the quarterback is, you must supply him with it. So what I'm saying is that I'm braced for both. What I'm saying is, is that if it is Caleb Williams, you got to do the same thing you do for Justin, and that's give him more as he continues to be a Chicago Bear. Correct. We have never built the right infrastructure. Never. Correct. Yeah. Oh, we got Jay Cutler. We're good. Devin Hester, there's your number one receiver, and Johnny Knox. No disrespect to either guy. They were not number one wide receivers. No, you can't BS the, the audience in that way, too, either, Cap. I mean, look at what you, they used to roll out there. It's like, and, and, and try to sell it to the press and to the fans. This guy's the number one receiver. Here's Devin Hester. Don't do that. I mean, I mean, you can see the rest of the league being way better at the wide receiver position or at the skill position, and then you roll out less than. That, that's what they would do. They didn't try to sell it. You can't do that to the Chicago Bears fan. We've seen it all before. The hope is, is that this is different, and because it, it does feel different under Ryan Poles. It completely does. 312-332-3776. Phone lines are hopping. We are talking about how exciting it is right now to be a Bears fan. What could be coming? Uh-oh. Is it pick in? Chicago Bears select. Caleb Williams, quarterback, USC. There are going to be some people who go, what? But I would think by that point, they would already know because Justin would have been traded. Ooh, how exciting is this? Dang. The Chicago Bears. <laughs> right. Just like, just like the guy that got to, that picked the uh, Justin Fields before, right? That Correct. That came up and uh, read the card. Right. And that, that didn't work out. Or we could remember this moment. That was the dumbest trade you could possibly make. I don't care what Ryan Poles tries to defend it with. He should not have done that. That's why you work for VEASAN. Mike Lombardi, 312-332-3776. We'll get to more. I'm just being honest. That uh, We'll get to more of your calls. And Mindy versus Cap. It's all next. Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood. You're officially locked in. Put your hands up in the sky. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Rolling on at Cap J Hood, ESPN 1000 shot or no shot right around the corner at 8 o'clock. We'll get a bunch more of your calls. I was at Main Street Social Restaurant in Libertyville. Mm-hmm. It's awesome spot. I was there last night, and my wife, being a Northern Illinois University grad, I didn't go to school there, but I coached there. They had a fundraiser slash wine tasting at the like in the back room of the restaurant. So my wife, being a alum, got this email, and we're like, "We love Main Street Social. That's a great restaurant." Justin eats in there. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we're in. 
And so we took our our son and daughter-in-law and our two grandkids to dinner. We went early for this wine tasting there. And on our way back, my wife said, did you mention you wanting to take video on the plane? And for people that missed it yesterday, flew back from Florida Monday night. Me, my wife, my brother, and sister-in-law, who are doctors. Medical emergency, two seats over for me in the same row across the aisle. And my brother and sister-in-law spring into action for like two hours. They're treating this lady who's having a heart issue. And he, my brother spoke to her last night, and the lady is recovering. She was rushed to the hospital. Yeah, whole deal. That's great. That's great to know. I wanted, and we're really happy for her. Yep. My brother Absolutely. and sister-in-law get an ovation from the entire airplane. Super cool. I wanted to take video of them working, not showing the the victim, but the just them in action, so I could show their kids and. Oh, yeah, that's my brother and sister-in-law right there. That's Bruce and Wendy, doctors. And my wife, all over me, would not let me do that. Man, sit your ass down. So I, play, <laughs> I played the start of our show from that yesterday for her. She grabs her phone while I'm driving us home. And, and I didn't drink a drive just for people wondering. She drank the wine. I did not. Um, and she said, give me Hoodie's number. Give me your phone. I give her my phone. She finds Hoodie's number. She sends him this. Jonathan, just wanted to let you know, on the plane, I had my headphones on the whole time. I never paused my video. And I was totally against the fact that my husband was going to make a little scene for himself to get a whole bunch of viewers and attention over somebody else's misfortune. It's called content. I am sorry, but oh. I just cannot let that happen. So, you know what? In the words of Walter Payton, act like you've been there. You don't have to make a big deal over somebody else's misfortune. Keep your headphones on, keep your eyes on your video, and just move forward. Ooh. And keep your fingers crossed, it doesn't delay your flight. That's all. That's all I had to I say. I haven't been there before. Oh! That was my wife to Hoodie last night. They're texting That's exactly back and forth right. having a great old laugh. That's exactly right. At your expense. As I texted her, I said, yeah, your husband thinks he's Bulldog Drummond. Always there on the scene, sticking his beak in it. Everything's not a story, Cap. This is why your wife is going to heaven. That's why it's happening, Cap. Because she... Just kept her headphones on, looked straight ahead, and was praying for the victim. You? You want to think that you are going to break some kind of story, that it was going to be a recap. Welcome into the recap. See this lady slumped in her chair? Yep. She's out of it. But look at Wendy. Look at Bruce. They're getting the job done. Look at that. Outstanding. Take that. You would have been dangerous with a Kodak in your hand back in the day, too, I'm sure. Big little flash cube on the top. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? You would have you would have been taking like three by fives, you know, like you would have to eight by tens. That's what you would have done. If you had a Kodak, you would have been taking pictures. My God, what kind of jackaloon are you? We missed a golden opportunity for even more content. <laughs> Got to think <laughs> about did, content. Wait a no, no, yeah, yes, around here, not in the in the in the face of tragedy. I, that be, woman I believe died. I, I taught Danny something. It's called the bucket philosophy. Fill the bucket with content every day. Oh, oh, you taught him that. 
Maybe not. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. That's he what taught I thought. me. Let's go back. To, let's get the, uh, Greg's call in on Ryan Poles before we get to shot or no shot. Hey, Greg, what's going on in Round Lake, man? What's happening, fellas? How are you? We're good, man. How are well, you? thank you. I got two things. So it sounds like you guys are pretty confident that we're a hundred percent drafting Caleb Williams. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know if I go a hundred, but awfully close. All right. Well, I think. Being that Ryan pulled, I think it's going to be too enticing for him. I think he's going to trade that pick 100%, in my opinion. No I think he's going to go with it. I think so. I think so. And and get, you know who Greg Gabriel is? I know you guys know him, right? Yeah, the, I know the who he is. for the Bears. Yeah. He is yes. pretty confident that it's, he's going to trade it, too. And I think he's going to go with an unpopular pick. I think he's going to pick Bo Nix out of Oregon. Well, here's the thing. So, if it, so if, if you're in that position, are you trade? You're trading down to get more picks, or is there someone in particular yes. that you're looking yes. at? I think I think the, just because we have so much more needs than just going for a quarterback at number one, I think Ryan Poles is going to go and get the boatload of assets that he can, and he's going to just keep stockpiling us. And I think that's what he's going to do. I think it's just too enticing because this year's draft is. So quarterback heavy, like especially at the top end of the draft, I think he's going to make that move. I know we're going to trade Justin just because Greg Olson, what he said, you know, the other day, or was it last week, I think, that, you know, you have to start that, that quarterback clock over to, to keep making moves because I don't think Justin, unfortunately, is the guy. He hasn't shown enough to earn that, that next big contract, in my opinion. I love Justin, but I just don't, don't, don't think he's worth the money yet. Hey, man, have, have a great rest of your day, okay? Yeah, Thank you, you, sir. you too, fellas. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right, we got to get the shot or no shot. That is in exactly two minutes.